when you're faced with a customer request that you can't accommodate? How do you say no without saying no? Welcome to the Proven Principles Podcast by Knowing Hospitality, the show that deconstructs and demystifies the inner workings of the hotel industry. Here's your host, Adam Knight. Hey guys, welcome to the show. My name is Adam Knight. I'm a 20 plus year veteran of luxury hotel operations and owner of Proven Principles, a hospitality operations consulting firm. And on our show here, we aim to deconstruct and demystify some of the best practices and finer points of hotel operations to make those available to you and your business to introduce them in a way that makes sense so that you can improve your customer satisfaction scores, your employee satisfaction scores, maybe your employee engagement scores, whatever metrics that you deem important for your business. We try to help you along that path. Now, have you ever walked into a business and made a request of the person standing behind the counter and they flat out just said no to you? Or maybe you've been within earshot of one of your employees on the front line and a customer asked a question of them or a request of them and your employee said no. Well, some of the best run customer service businesses out there have a a thread that's woven through much of what they do on a day-to-day basis. And in simple terms, that practice is never saying no without offering an alternative. Now, I want to preface this whole show here today by saying that I understand and I've experienced myself requests that come in from customers, or sometimes inadvertently you might make a request of another business that simply can't be accommodated. And what I want to talk about today is how you can respond to those requests in a way that is forthright, that that protects the integrity of your business, protects your employees, but also still provides a level of service or tries to accommodate the request in a way that makes sense for everybody, almost like finding a win-win scenario. So one of the first places that this no mentality tends to show up with frontline staff anyway is when a request is made of them by a customer and that request requires maybe a different department being involved and maybe a job function that isn't specifically the one that they do on a day-to-day basis. So because it's technically not their job, they just flat out say no. And that mentality in your frontline staff or any staff in any part of your operation, the it's not my job mentality will kill any hopes that you have of either improving your operation, improving your customer service, or just simply trying to drive and develop a culture of service within your business. If you've got a thread of it's not my job throughout your business, or you've heard some of your employees say that in the past, your very first task is to get out there and get past that. Find out what it is that is causing your employees to say that. The It's not my job. It will absolutely tear down any of the efforts that you try to put in place to build things up. So is it because they don't have the tools that they need to do their jobs? Is it because there are processes in place that don't make sense? It makes it hard for your employees to do their job. Is it because they're not happy? Is it because you're not spending enough time as a manager with them? They don't have enough face time with you. It could be just about anything, but, or actually it could also just be that you've got the wrong person in a position and you need to manage them out of your business. It really could be just about anything, but you've got to get to the root of what's causing that block within your, within your service delivery and try to root it out. 
The second thing that tends to come up through never saying no without offering an alternative is that employees may not feel empowered to actually make decisions and actually take on the tasks that may be required to meet a request of a customer. So it could be something as simple as, again, policies or roadblocks that were put in place by uh, managers in your business. Uh, maybe you've done it yourself. Uh, maybe it's past practice that hasn't been updated. It could just be these invisible walls that have been put up throughout the organization that makes your team feel like they can't actually go above and beyond to satisfy a request from a customer. It could also be that somebody was reprimanded one time for making a decision where they maybe they did go above and beyond and they felt empowered to fix something, but they were reprimanded for it. And they've lost confidence in their ability to go and actually solve a problem because they don't want to get in trouble again. So you've got to be very careful that if you do have a situation where somebody overcompensated or uh, overcorrected on a guest request or overdelivered on a guest request that kind of are outside the bounds of what you deem is appropriate for your business, you've got to resist the urge unless it's egregious to reprimand them. Because what that does is it kills motivation in people. They will not go above and beyond to try to fix situations as they come up again. And you need your frontline team to feel empowered and strong and confident to deal with your customers and the things that come up. If there is a correction that needs to happen, you could pull your employee in and have a conversation to let them know that, hey, next time if this comes up, this is how you should handle it. But that straight reprimand, and again, unless it's egregious and they went just too far outside of bounds, uh, you really got to be careful to just course correct and then move on because you want your team to have that confidence. So never saying no without offering an alternative. Make sure that your team feels empowered and make sure that you root out any of the it's not my job mentality throughout your business. If you do those two things, you start to create a strong culture of people wanting to go above and beyond and find solutions for customer problems and customer requests. So we've covered the culture piece about how to build a strong foundation uh, when you're actually trying to drive a stronger service culture and getting rid of the the no-sayers, uh, as it were. But how do you actually action this on the ground when it comes to your frontline staff? And it, there's a few things that you can do. The first is through your pre-shift meetings. You want to be uh, kind of gaming pre-shift meetings as you go, running scenarios and asking employees uh, what their input would be if such a situation occurred. And I promise you, over the course of maybe a week, there's going to be plenty of real-life examples of customers coming in and asking of things or making requests for things that are difficult to deliver upon. So using those real-world examples through your pre-shift meetings. The other thing in your training platforms, you want to make sure that you're talking to your frontline staff about being very present in customer interactions and understanding that you know if they're responding to the ebb and flow of a customer interaction, there's a way to find that middle ground in a request. But you have to be really present with it. You've got to be thinking about alternatives as customers are requesting things of you, which means you need to know your operation. You need to know maybe the bigger overarching uh, prospects of the business. And so you've got to make sure that your employees know they, the bigger picture more than just about what's going on in the five feet around them. They've got to kind of understand how the operation works, what are all of the inputs and the outputs to uh, different 
parts of the business. And if they ever need any help or they have any questions, that they can come to you as a manager and, and get those answers. But moreover, you want them to have the understanding about what's going on in your business so that they can make decisions in real time and not have to come and get a manager every single time they need to make a decision. So it's giving them the information that they need and the confidence to make decisions based on the information that they have. If you do those two things right away, you're going to see a marked improvement in your operation. So that's it for today, guys. I really appreciate you listening to the show. If you want to learn more about Proven Principles, you can find us at theprovenprinciples.com. All of our show notes are there for the podcast, uh, all of the services that we provide to our clients on a day-to-day basis, all of our social media profiles live there. Literally everything is on the website. So theprovenprinciples.com. Would love for you to visit the site. And if you want to get in contact with us, uh, if you've got show requests, uh, topic requests, or just want to give us some feedback, uh, you could find us through the website there as well. Again, theprovenprinciples.com. Would love to hear from you. Thanks again, guys. And we'll talk to you again on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Proven Principles Podcast with Adam Knight. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss a show. The podcast is brought to you by Knowing Hospitality, a full-service hotel management company that puts your performance first by rethinking the management model. Visit knowinghospitality.com to learn more. Until next time.